Welcome to episode 60 of Running Greenleaf. Dave and Josh here. We're going through the nitty gritty of operating investment real estate. Today, we are diving into kind of a third quarter wrap up and review of where our commercial assets are and kind of what we're seeing performing in the market. So let's dig into it. Yeah, so let's start with our strategy. Our primary focus is look for problems and find problems and ultimately fix those problems to hold for cash flow. Yeah. And and really ride that cash flow for as long as it makes sense. Yeah, pretty simple, pretty simple thesis, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to go find problems in real estate. So anytime there's a, an asset class or an asset type or something where it's going into a situation where there could be some problems, we try and identify those and solve them. So a lot of what we cover and a lot of what we do is really trying to find things that were a problem and fix it. We did CAM. CAM was a big one when we were looking at buying, buying leases or buying assets that had uh, leases that didn't have CAM policies in place. So we went through and you know, tried, to, tried to fix that in a lot of cases. And we've been working through that right now. That's, that's one of the strategies we did. But let's go into uh, kind of what the transactions are and what we're seeing right now. Yeah, so um, opportunistically, you know, we, we hold our deals, we turn them around, we get them cash flowing, and then we opportunistically look to sell them at their best value. So two of the deals we're selling right now, we bought about 18 months ago. They're fully occupied um, at, in uh, Midtown Chattanooga. And we bought them, we're into them for about $80 a square foot, and we have contracts for around $130 a square foot. Great yeah. spread, great deal, and we're happy to exit them. Yeah, our, our strategy there too is we're buying an asset where we had to get effective leases in place. We had to have you know clean financials and a good operating track record. We can sell... These are sub couple. These are couple million, sub couple million dollar deals. So volumes kind of dried up in a lot of a lot of places. But the sub couple million dollar deals, there's there's buyers out there right now. These things are transacting and happening. They're trading at good good volumes. The seller, or I mean, the buyer on this side is is getting a good solid cash flow deal at a, a pretty solid basis for you know occupied assets. Mm-hmm. And then on the buy side, you know, we're still primarily focused on this either fle- industrial flex where it's currently operating as industrial flex and rents have risen so much over the last couple of years that we can buy an asset that's been operating where rents are, say, 6 $7 a square foot. But now the market's closer to $12 a square foot. So we can buy at a discount based on today's rents and turn them into, you know, future rents that we're seeing. Yeah. And within that, the problem there, and an example would be our Davis deal, right? Like we bought a flex deal. It was, or it is occupied. Rents are between six and $9 a square foot. There's not a lot of cam in place on those, but the market is more 12 to 14-ish with reimbursements. So as those leases are coming up here, it's more a negotiation point of like, what, you know, where are we going to be? You know, how are we going to get more closer to market where, where things should be? And and that's a problem, right? I mean, it's kind of a hard one to get through. Do you take a long-term lease? How do you work out the math of a discount and where you're at? So that's, a, that's an exciting one we're going through and, and going to work through. But opportunities like that are, are really where we still see opportunities to buy stuff. Yep. And we'll have that deal coming out next week. It's a, it's a smaller deal, about 35,000 square feet that we're buying for $100 a square foot. And fits right in our buy box, and we're excited about operating it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good one, too. But Davis, we've owned for a year, though. Right. Right, that one we're gonna, and it's similar, exact same kind same of problem. Story. Right. Yep. So while you're not buying like at the at the absolute bottom of stuff, you're kind of in the middle because it's operating, it has cash flow, but that potential uh, pops are are there on, exactly. on what the leases look like. So, okay, let's go 
you know, it's the end of the third quarter. We want to touch base somewhat just distributions, right? As it portrays to our assets and, and what we're seeing in the market and how they're performing. Uh, so I think, you know, with some of the other assets, we, we talked about themes of what's the theme that's working in generating distributions or the things that are holding us back. Yep. Right. And so, you know, when we bought these assets, we talked about CAM and really collecting that CAM. So CAM ends up being about 15% of our overall collections, about 2 to $4 a square foot, depending on the asset. And so collecting that CAM is a pretty big impact on, our, on the revenue side. So the properties that are working have CAM collected. The properties are not working as well. We're still in the process of collecting that CAM. Any property we've really bought over the last 24 months, it's, it's taking some time to, no, number one, reconcile the CAM, Number two, communicate that CAM. And number three, work with that tenant either to collect it or to work out a payment plan because it's a substantial amount of money for some of these tenants. Right. This is this is 15%-ish of their you know, annual rent. And it was kind of a, a catch-up from 2022 because we had we had bought some of this stuff and CAM, CAM or reimbursements weren't necessarily being done or they weren't clear to tenants on like, how are these numbers calculated so it takes a good amount of time. You know, you're 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 going in and showing a tenant every piece of the operating picture that's there, so they can understand it, so they can make it. Also helps them, you know, conserve some of those costs and reduce them. Uh, it's really a shared shared benefit. If they can, if if we can reduce cam and their cam can be lower and our expenses can be lower, that's a win for both of us. So uh, trying to do that as much as we can. Yeah, one way we've done that in the past is put solar panels on the building to lower the overall electrical cost. Yeah. Or, or, or we've gone around and done the LED light conversions, exactly. especially with like uh, common area light poles and that kind of stuff and reduce those utilities. So it's just cheaper. I mean, it's really a tenant benefit. It's cheaper. And if they're paying the utility costs, like we want to make it as efficient as possible for them to be there. Yeah. And, the, um, the, and so the other recurring theme was similar to apartments, is this, this theme of retention or, tur- or controlling turnover is when we, when we, especially in our office properties, if we have, we've seen a couple of our larger tenants ask for downsizing, whether it's 25%, 30%, 40%, or just a straight non-renewal, it's a, it's a pretty sizable impact to the upcoming downtime and future up, TI needs. Yeah. And we have reserves, right? So, we, I mean, we have cash. We want to be able to maintain our cash reserves and and going through uh, either a tenant changing location. I mean, we have some tenants that are literally moving buildings, which it works, and we'll and we'll we'll do with the tenant. But you know, there's a cost of doing all that kind of stuff. So, so that's a little bit of like the you know, if things are working and we're seeing we've had clear cam communications and those are coming in and they're paid and, and we didn't have any movement within the month or I mean within the quarter really, you know, then you're seeing good distributions. If we if we've got tenant movements. On the commercial side, these are these are lengthier components, or if we have delays in CAM, that 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 would prohibit us from distributions. And I assume that's the same for every other operator that's out there, right? Like those are kind of your big cost structures if you have those or you have a problem asset. So, okay, you want to dive? We should dive into CAM some too. Just kind of explain, you know, what we're seeing, what our details are there. So, CAM just definition of CAM, common area maintenance. You know, when we look at what falls into that, a lot of things in the commercial side are like, you know, there's this version, there's the other version, there's the third version, there's all these different versions and all the leases have been negotiated differently, independently, you know, specific to a tenant. So we have about 2 million square feet of commercial space and we have over 500 tenants. So our average tenant is about 4,000 square feet. So we've got a lot of them in all different, you know, kind of configurations, but what falls into CAM and, and 
our story is a mix of everything from utilities and operating costs of utilities within the common areas, right? Cleaning, you know, you've, you're, you're cleaning your common area. If you have, we, we don't have a whole ton of common area, but the stuff you have, you know, it's, it's got to be cleaned and maintained and light fixtures have to work. So all the costs associated with that fall into there. And a lot of times also taxes and insurance fall into, into the reimbursement buckets too. And there's all sorts of different ways that that can be divided up and split between an owner and a tenant. Um, in some situations, you know, a tenant is just, just paying utilities. Sometimes they're also paying taxes. Sometimes they're also paying insurance. And then a lot of times each one of those categories has different caps on the expense. The tax, the taxes might be, you know, they can only go up 5% a year. Like they'll reimburse up to 5% increases each year. And the, the owner uh, is going to eat that other increase on it. So you've got to kind of match what you're, you're going to build a lease that matches what you think your cost structure is going to look like. Right. And from a cash management standpoint, we have to pay all the, we have to receive these bills. We have to pay all these bills and then we have to go back for reimbursement. So it's the, from a cash management standpoint, you'll see big swings as these, especially the annual tax bill, right? Comes in. Yeah. We pay that pretty monstrous bill ends up being, you know, 20 to 30% of our overall expense hit. And we pay that bill, and then it takes months to break it down by building by tenant and then receive the reimbursement for that. Yeah. And especially if there's changes each year, there's increases, right? I mean, all of our taxes here in the, in the South are, are pretty much getting paid between September and November. you got some South Carolina stuff that's January, but it's really this fourth quarter coming up, which is where we see all of the tax payments. I think that's pretty standard. Um, and then that will adjust our CAM reimbursements for next year. So example, you could say, just for easy numbers, if your tax bill is $12,000 for the year on, on our common area reimbursements, it'd be $1,000 a month for 12 months, and that would pay the $12,000 in taxes. But if taxes ended up being $14,000, know, hey, you're $2,000 short, and you're going to increase the you know, monthly reimbursement for next year to recover what that looks like. Uh, so hopefully next year, if there are fourteen thousand dollars, you hit that, and and it's a you know a net wash on it. That's the goal, but it doesn't always work like that. You've, you've got some back and forth, and that's a lot of communication with tenant on tenants on what is happening and why. But that communication is key. Uh, with that, you can have a successful relationship, you know, with your tenants. If you don't have that, or you, or you just don't communicate what's going on, it's going to be a challenge. Well, but leads to leads to other problems and then opportunities for us. Right, exactly. So it's a, it's a mix. Yep. Um, all right, you, you kind of coined this term, this flexify, which I like. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting around trying to figure out how do we, you know, we, we, we're doing a lot of this stuff right now. And when we talk about it, we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> and it's intriguing. Yeah, so, so talking about like solving a problem. So there's, I, I mean, everyone kind of knows what's going on in the market with, with office in general. Where we're really focused on is single-story office. Single-story office is actually performing fairly well um, from an occupancy level standpoint. But we're we're looking to flexify single-story office really throughout the southeast, which is opportunistically buy the ones that are not doing as well. And a lot of them have had big tenant turnover, say twenty to 100,000 square feet turnover. And we can go in and break down that space into smaller suites put some roll-up doors in, provide better access for trucks to access those roll-up doors and flexify the space. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and turn into industrial flex, which industrial flex is really just um, it's a fancy term for a, 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 a tenant's unit that's roughly 70% warehouse, 30% office. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of those types of assets, you know, we've bought a bunch of these uh, in the past few months here, and we, we see a good amount in the market, but it's a little specific to Atlanta. We haven't found it really outside of that market where you have like a 50,000 square foot single plate office with a, with a boatload of surface parking. So you can easily do this. this it can't be a packed in dense area. You know, you've got to have room to, to add trucks or delivery into an area. And, uh, and you've got to have a pretty sizable floor plate that it makes sense to divide these spaces up. Right. Yeah. So our, our recent forum flex that we closed, what, a couple of weeks ago, and then on um, the lakeside property that we closed in February are really the best examples of that. And we're in, in really lakeside. The first two units should be online in the next couple of weeks. And uh, forum flex, we start demo next week at our, at our upcoming event. Yeah. We've got an event coming up on the 25th. Mm-hmm. So a couple of days from now where we're going through what it looks like to demo one of these spaces and flexify it. It should be pretty. It should be pretty darn cool because just seeing all of the stuff that comes out really opens up the ceilings. Look at the mechanicals. You know, one of the benefits of the single story office converting it to this flex space is that the office is heated and cooled. So now you have a heated and cooled almost warehouse space. We have fourteen foot ceilings. Uh, you've got a big open expanse, so it works on that structure. So it's 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 been easy to lease. Overall, and we're excited to do more of it. That's really the active problem that we are solving and doing this flexification. Ooh, maybe that's what it's called <laughs> uh, of space. And we look at our cost structure for that, and I mean, it, it always varies per asset. But uh, we'll go into capex too in a little bit. But we've got a couple of these going right now. We're spending about four to five dollars a square foot just to break down the space that's there. Uh, so that that's getting rid of everything that's in it raising up the opening up the ceilings we're not raising them so we're just opening up the ceilings we have hanging led lights that are in there so that's four to five a four to five a square foot and you know one of the foreign one we just bought had lots and lots of cubicles so that adds a couple <laughs> bucks on the square foot because we're uh, you know we got a lot of stuff that has to come out of these offices yeah if you need any cubes office furniture desks chairs whiteboards uh, let us know. We have a dry erase markers. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's an endless supply of it. Yeah, for, and they really have plenty. no. They, they kind of have no value in the current market. Yeah, we've uh, we we basically looked on uh, Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, and really just talked to some other office brokers, on really to give it away because it costs us money to th- it costs us money to demolition and throw it away. So we're like hey, maybe we just give it away for free, someone can pick it up. There's an endless supply of this stuff on the internet. So. Uh, it's all in good, good, good condition and useful. It's just nobody. Yeah, but there's no use. Yeah, there's no it's use. useful, but there's no one that wants to use it. Right. So that that can add a little bit on the cost structure. You know, if you have a lot of stuff to get uh, to get rid of, and then the next part is, in general, it costs us about a dollar or two a square foot, where we can add in the roll up doors and the outside access for for trucks to get into these space. So, you know, on the on the low end, we're we're talking like, you know six to eight a square foot and on the high end we're maybe like 12 to 13 14 a square foot uh where we can run this business case uh, and execute on that so let's go through some capex we got a lot of capex projects that we are doing right now all tied to this flex uh outlay and and a lot of times we get asked like who's the tenant that goes into this thing and it is a, it is a <laughs> wide array of things and, and i mentioned before 
our average tenant has 4,000 square feet. Uh, lots of different things can fit into that. We, we're, we're currently negotiating some leases with like food truck vendors. We signed a sports company lease. We've, you know, we did a golf simulator. We ha- we've had a brewery. Uh, we have a food prep place looking yeah. at some of our space. Um, we've seen pet, cre- pet crematoriums in some yeah. of the space. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of different businesses out there. So this space is very flexible. <laughs> so you can kind of put whatever you want to put in there. Uh, and, that, and that's why we feel like it has pretty good demand. It's a space we like being in right now. And we're seeing the best value mm-hmm. on that. So CapEx-wise, the seven, seven deals we have or so right now, we've got about 150,000 square feet that we are in the middle of converting to this flex asset. And all of these are the roughly 14-foot high uh, ceilings, adding roll-up doors. Some of these, we are literally just demoing where the office windows are and putting the roll-up doors there. One of these, we even it had the original roll-up doors in the ceiling still. That was a huge win, huge yeah, win. That was our lakeside deal. Yeah. We opened up the ceilings during our Flexify process. <laughs> And uh, they had the old roll-up doors in the ceiling still plugged in uh, that, that we can turn on. They're still wired in place and, and go up right where, the, right where the windows were. So it was more like a flex space that was turned into full office, and we're taking it back uh, in that one. So that'll save us a little bit mm-hmm. on cost there. Overall, it takes us about three or four months to get the you know, demo permits and get the demo part done. Uh, and then it's gonna, it takes us a couple more months as we get the roll-up doors and everything permitted for the access hole uh, on the outside of the building. So overall, it takes about six months to go turn one of these spaces around. Um, and a lot goes into that, that time frame, especially if you look at some of these offices where we're removing power locations, you know, internal wiring within walls. So uh, you know, we've got to have make sure our, our especially our electrical plan is... Uh, is lined up before we start knocking things down. Um, I wonder what else we got on the CapEx front. We, we, we're kind of rocking and rolling with all mm-hmm. these things that we, we have right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we're in, we're testing this out, you know, on, on some of our large, on some of our office properties that we have some vacancy, uh, we're, we're testing out, you know, adding it, converting some of the office to flex, like our Midtown property. Uh, we have a one 10,000 square foot spot that, it, it convert it converts really easily. It used to have a roll up door, and so we took um. It was an old medical tenant that had, I don't oh, know, they had 60, a big build out. Yes, yeah, sixty patient rooms in it, and it was just a very hard space to lease to another user. So we basically just demoed out the whole back half. We left some of the some of the clinician spaces open because they're basically like yeah, offices. They look like mini offices up front. Yeah. So you walk in, there's four or five mini offices, and and then in the back is just a. Open warehouse, like open seven thousand square feet open warehouse now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. So we've had we've had good luck leasing this stuff as well. I mean, that's kind of why we're doing it. That's what we're seeing. Exactly. You know, the leasing demand. We can jump into we jump into leasing. We mm-hmm. should go through just some of the stuff we're we're seeing right now. So, you know, piggybacking on that, our flex stuff, that's really, you know, we saw big demand over the summer for that stuff. We've signed a few leases here and there right now, but most of what we have on the flex side is, is under construction, mm-hmm. right? It's not available. Yeah, and th- th- I think that's the key word is that is number, number one availability, number two, moving ready. So we have, we have s- several projects that are available, but not moving ready. Yeah, so it like doesn't count. It, it, yeah, it doesn't count at all. So um, the ones that are available and moving ready lease really, really quickly. And we, we 
actually don't keep any inventory of that. So it's really yeah, just we, going, getting it to that point as quickly as possible and then moving on to the next. Yeah, we, we don't have any like really available move-in ready and available right. is, is taken. So like I said, we've got 150,000 square feet that we're, we're demoing out and, and uh, a couple months we'll have everything. We'll have that in, in phases. Our first one is, will be done in like a, about a month here yeah. uh, on that front. And it should lease pretty darn quickly. Yeah, we, so, we can't even really like pre-lease it until it's actually cleared out and ready. Right. No one wants to even look at it. There's no like, oh, I got to go line my space up ahead of time now. They're just like, hey, once it's actually ready, then we'll yeah, come look at it. Yeah, and so we, we shifted our, so one of our projects in the QOZ up in Charlotte, Graham, we shifted our marketing towards more industrial warehouse users. And we, we leased th- our first lease there, which was really exciting, about 3,500 square feet. And talking about moving, it was it was really just a warehouse, and this this woodworking company literally took in and moved in the next day. It was faster than we can even like convert the power over to them or even consider. Yeah, you know, they're really like, what we're they're, ready to go here. Yeah, they just moved in and we're like, all right, great, let's go. And um, it, it ended up being a great deal yeah. for both us and the tenant. And um, we're that's why we're aggressively looking more at this warehouse flex user more so than office users. Yeah, office, you know, in certain areas we have a few we have a few deals that are the small office tenants and, and we're seeing good leasing momentum and they're and they're well occupied and they're there yeah like 500 square feet to up to like probably three four thousand is they they move in i mean it's got to be moving ready it's yes. got to be ready to go it can't be like this layout doesn't work i gotta move stuff it's like this layout works we'll take it and we'll move in now yeah, we are sharing. We're actually sharing some cubes with those tenants as well, <laughs> as they need them. We have plenty of cubes to Everyone give away. Have a free cube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so that's that's what we're seeing on the flex front, on the office front, on the medical front. You know, we don't we don't have a lot of open medical space. We have one one big medical lease we're we're working on right now, but it's a those are longer, significantly longer leases. That'll probably be like a nine month leasing process mm-hmm. to go from, we have signed LOIs and now we're going through full budgeting and what does the plan look like for the space? And you're talking like a 10 year lease frame. So that right now probably take us about a year mm-hmm. to get to nine months to a year to get fully, fully through that. Right. So Yeah. These bigger leases uh, really kind of slow down the process overall, but they're very, very valuable. Yeah. They're great once you have them, but they, they are, they are taking significantly longer uh, to get through. Other part of leasing is, you know, the, the costs of leasing have changed dramatically over the past, call it 36 months, Yeah, even, even the past quarter. So right now, just kind of idea of where uh, we're at, you're basically going to get a free month of rent for each year of lease. So if you sign a five-year lease, you get five months of free rent. It's kind of what we're seeing uh, in the market. Our leasing commissions on those leases, you know, they used to be around three to 5%, and now they're kind of five to seven percent there's a there's been a plus plus first months plus to first months rent there's you know the the slowdown of of not only leasing but the slowdown of sales has has definitely hit the hit the brokerage you know community hard on on declining revenues and to kind of make up for some of that it looks like we're increase we're seeing increased fees right uh, especially on the leasing side right now our transactional side though uh, i mean fees are still higher than they were a year ago Mm mm-hmm Right, so the those fee charges are are definitely going up right now in the in the current environment. So, um, TI 
you know, most of our stuff is if we can get it move in ready, the only really TI that we need to provide is if most of the time we don't have paint colors that are too far off, but people want to see some paint and they want to see some, some specific trims that, that makes the, the location feel a little bit more them, right? So that's only, that's a few dollars. That's not a, a major TI package. So that's really what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and in, in, ter in, in terms of negotiating a lease, what we're finding is that on the, on the TI front, there's, it's, there's not a whole lot of negotiating, right? They, they want or need what their TI needs are, and they really can't move from that. And really, the only thing they can really trade in return for that is term. Um, they, you know, the rent ends up being kind of a fixed market rate number. So they're willing to give instead of five years, maybe they'll give seven years or maybe they'll give 10 years. But what we're not seeing is really any softening on the TI demands. And we're not really seeing a whole lot of give and take on the rent either. Yeah. So. But overall leasing, I mean, there's, there's deals out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's plenty yeah. of tenants. There's plenty of tenants out there. And yes, everything is probably harder right now. Yeah. So just means you got to, Work harder. Get to work the work a little bit harder. So exactly. that's our wrap up for right now. We're gonna we're gonna get back to work and go work on getting some leases done. Yeah, Thanks for go. watching, everyone. <laughs> for more tips on operating and investing in real estate, please check us out at greenleafmanagement.com or find us on YouTube and Spotify.